they're really awesome. And they had the music louder than I had ever experienced in a gym. Like I'd never, ever <laughs> heard someone crank the music like that. And I go, wow, your music and loud. Cause like, you know, I'm a music guy. And I was like, this is loud. Like I can barely, I go, you could barely listen to headphones. And Rob goes, yeah. He goes, I want golds to complain. They're two blocks down the street. <laughs> That's and funny. he was serious. And he's like, I tell the staff volume is at eight. That's no kidding. Your, like it's part of your job is to have the stereo at eight. If it's lower than that, when I come in, there's problems. Like, why is it quieter? And they were blasting like in metal, like, like not, not the metal I listen to, but like the new metal, like the, yeah. bah, 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 bah. they were fucking blasting that. And there was like grandmas in their training and stuff. It was wild. One of the reoccurring questions I get is, can we see more crossovers? Well, today on Blood, Sweat and Gear, coaches Skip, Andrew and myself are joined by Big Ron Partlow. If you're new to our content, let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell. We have several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week. Tons of education and entertainment from IFBB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're all here to help you do better at the sport that we love. Get through your cardio or your commute or whatever else you're doing and try to stay safer in the process. Today, we start out talking about the Liver King thing and Vigorous Steve. Uh, that's like the first 15 minutes. If you guys want to skip through anything, I've got timestamps below. After that, we take your list of questions. We discuss what are the best jobs to have that don't get in the way of your bodybuilding. Ron has some fun stories for that one. We're asked uh, how to grow arms from a guy who's doing like a progressive push-pull legs type split. We're asked about the elite FTS belt squat. Uh, that leads into a whole conversation about the elite gym. And Victoria and I were just there the other week. So I've got some video and stuff that I share in that segment. Plus, Ron's got some cool stories about training with DLB and Rob. We kind of we go in a few different directions with hardcore gyms in that conversation. After that, we're asked, what's the harshest compound or cycle you ever used? And we finish it up with Skip's rapid fire. He's got a bunch of fun rapid fire questions for Ron. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Lots more to come. Let's get to the program. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Berry. I'm Scott McNally, and we are joined by the one and only Big Ron Partlow. Guys, all of our programming is brought to you by TrueNutrition.com. You could use our code THINK for additional savings. High-quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust. We're also brought to you by SupplementSource.ca for those of you in Canada. Check them out. They've got great deals that change from week to week. We're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition for those of you in uh, the United Kingdom. Lots of great sports and a lot of great health supplements there. And last but not least, we are brought to you by Patreon. Thank you guys, everybody who's supporting the show. we got a bunch of stuff lined up for you today. We're probably going to beat a dead topic which is the whole Liver King thing, but Skip has just been chomping at the bit. I've been getting texts every day, and he needs to share his thoughts with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating I don't know a little. If it's been that I, 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 no, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but you got a little passionate at times. You did. You did. Yeah, the whole thing is irritating to me. You know, it's nice to hear Ron say, "Really, I don't know that I give a shit either." So it was, it was kind of refreshing to hear him say that. The issue is because he's so mainstream, it's fucking everywhere. If it were in the industry and the mainstream everyday layman didn't know about him, no one would give a fuck. But because it's been, a, you know, it has to do with Joe Rogan and everything, it's, it's everywhere. You go into a viral video that ha or a viral post on even Facebook that has nothing to do with anything, and you'll see arguing about, about Liver King. It's just dumb shit. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, tell us, Ron, you're our guest today. You lead the way for us. 
tell us how much you care about this. How much sleep have you lost since the since yeah, the, I, the Liver King was well, figured I, out? I, I was saying, like, you know, I'm just I have so little faith in the general public that I witnessed it happening, and I was like, oh yeah, this is how you just pull a couple million dollars out of the public. I don't blame them. Go for it. Like, I can't knock your hustle. You know, like I just see the the, the average person just so fucking unaware and clueless that they're just making themselves targets for predators like try not to be a target for predators like it's your own fault like part of me feels that way because i'm just so cynical towards the general public you know and um so i see him pulling you know pulling that stunt like all natty thing and it's not drugs it's you know the nine tenants of living like a fucking ancestor or whatever the fuck he's talking about and um (laughs) And I just think, oh, this is just, you know, he's got to, okay, do your thing. This will last like a year and then it'll like fizzle out Yeah, and he'll make his money. That's just how things work. You know, like if you choose to do that shtick, uh, whatever it is, that whole shtick blueprint thing. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of other people do it, you know, I just never cared enough to really like, you know, worry about them. But I get that, you know, he was outright. Like going, it's not like, um, you know, say a Hollywood actor who st- like just doesn't talk about steroids, right? Yeah, it's this guy right was like now. going out of his way to constantly talk about how he wasn't on them. So mm-hmm. I understand the that coach's you know reasoning for doing what he did. He just felt like it was he just couldn't handle the fucking bullshit. It was just so ridiculous. I get it. I guess I just was saying to skip before the show, like, I'm not sure if I would have cared enough. Like, that's the thing is just because I, I just don't really care about the general public enough to try to help them. I think. <laughs> Isn't it safe to say that the, ta- that the targets of liver King are essentially the same targets for muscle tech, Joe Weider supplements. They're, yeah, they're all the same, same targets people. in the sense that they're falling for all the same bullshit. That's why when I see this art, these arguments online, Facebook is even better because it involves old the older demographic versus in, you know Instagram and and uh, TikTok things like that. But so many people thought he was natural, like they bought it. They fucking believed it. And then when they find out, this is what I like so much about the industry. Can't speak for, you know, the the regular people, the mainstream, but the industry is so forgiving anyway. Like you could murder someone's family and be like, I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, you're huge. It's okay. <laughs> like they just don't give a fuck other than how big you are and what they can gain as far as knowledge sometimes. And, and it's, that's to me uh, kind of bothersome too, because if you go over to Liver King's Instagram, no, not many people that he's getting, let's put it this way. He does have his haters there who are fucking with him. But yeah. I was shocked that the vast majority are standing up for and supporting him going, well, you know, he, I, there was story after story about how, oh, well, I was sick and I had this and I had this disease and he saved me and it's, it's, I don't care what you guys say in it. And to each their own, that's cool. But they just, a lot of these people were defending him like they just huh. don't give a fuck. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard someone say, Oh, well, you know, um, let's out while, while we're at it, let's out all the fake natties. And they listed like <laughs> a bunch of actors. You know what I mean? The Rock, probably. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, stuff like that. Like, let's, bullshit. you know, yeah. You know, but, but none of those people are trying to, you know, they're, they're avoiding the topic. They're not constantly bringing it up. Yeah. You yeah. know, which is kind of different. It. So, 
Yeah, like like I'm all about minding my own business, right? So, but uh, I just, yeah, I guess I, I, like it didn't, it like I, I knew some guys that were outraged. They were like, "Yeah, Liver King guy says he's fucking natural." Like, I don't fucking believe him. Like, like this is like months ago, right? Yeah. And I just remember being like, "Well, that's what they do. They say they're natural <laughs> to sell their shtick. Like it's expected." I don't know. Yeah. Like it just, it, even at the time, it didn't even really phase me. I was like, yeah, this is like the 20th time I've seen this. Am I just that old? Skip? <laughs> right. You've seen it happen so many times. Yeah. So many yeah, people I, I, know, do I agree with you, Ron, thing. because like, I think we've just seen yeah. these charlatans come around like every two years and they're a big thing like, in social media or the internet or wherever. And we're those of us in the know that can look at a physique and be like, yeah, he's running a bottle of growth a day. Like that's kind of obvious, you know? Yeah. We just kind of <laughs> like, whatever, that's his thing. He's going to make his money and get out of the industry, right? I think the biggest yeah. thing, the bigger thing, I guess, is, and and I think me and Skip agree on this more because my first inclination was, I don't think it's cool to out somebody else, like in that sense, especially if you worked with them. Now, I didn't, I didn't know until Scott told me that um, Steve had given him all his money back, but I still just don't. I, I feel like there is. We're not lawyers. We're not bound by confidentiality, but I do think we should hold some level of standard of. Yeah of not sharing emails of not sharing progress pictures with other people unless it's in like you know this dude's one week out from in from the nationals like he's looking really good yeah, yeah i just don't yeah. think we should show you, you know internal uh documentation and communication with each other one way or the other now i do see the other side where you know steve was upset that he was you know dicking these people over for money and and getting rich off of this whole scheme this whole lie so i see that too i guess i'm kind of conflicted yeah. about it but i was also one yeah. of those people that i no way did i think he was natural i was like yeah well, you guys think he's natural like i got some oceanfront property in omaha to sell you if, if, if you guys believe yeah. that you know i kind of yeah. ride the I'm fence on he- it because i feel like i don't know if i would have done it personally that said, I haven't been in that exact same situation that Steve was in. I would yeah. say in the defense of did, Andrew, did you watch the video Steve put out about it? I didn't get a chance. I have been okay. going nonstop That's since what I last thought. Tuesday. So like, the whole thing through. was, I guess, from but what I know Steve Steve's was saying. But I know Steve's a great saying, person, too. Yeah. So what so. Steve was saying is he that he had messaged him. He wanted to you know do some stuff, figure some things out, figure out how to bring his IGF levels up. Sent him a list of it. This is all the stuff I'm doing. Steve wanted him to get a bunch of blood work. He didn't want to do it. I guess he wanted to get him. He wanted to get him to do some uh, imaging, and he didn't want to do the imaging either. And Steve was like, "All right, okay, I'm just going to give you your money back." And that was really gotcha. all it was. And he was like, "Yeah," because he, he, I guess the words were in the video. He had said something like, "No, I, I don't, I don't think I need to do any of that stuff because I feel okay." And he was like, there was a lot of red flags. And he was like, I realized early on, this isn't what I wanted. A lot of early miscommunication. So I decided it was not going to be a good idea. Gave him back all his money. Now, I don't even know if they would actually need Steve's uh, emails in order. Like that kind of maybe was a nail in the coffin. But I guess Derek gotcha. had the exact same email sent to him. Yep. He just never saw yep. it until as he was digging back. So I do think yep. that that is an important element. I also think from that perspective, I watched the More Plates video. And I do think that, like, because I didn't know anything about this guy. Literally, I'd heard his name a couple times, maybe seen like one picture. I don't pay attention to that shit. So this is the most I've been introduced to him. And 
on the more plates video, of course he's trying to play a particular angle to set up what he wants, but he showed mm -hmm. all the clips of him promoting himself as being all natural and just so pompous yeah. and arrogant about it. I could see how somebody that could, could then maybe justify it and be like, you know what? Uh, you know, I think Steve used in the, the words in the video too, that like, this is going to be like a career ender could be a career ender for me, but he wanted to be a whistleblower to do what he felt was the right thing. So I don't know at the same time, all that said, end. yeah, it, but all yeah. that said, I don't know if I would have done it either, but I really can't say well, I've well, never I, done it before, you know, I, and there's been situations where I could have, you know, I've seen people before. I, I guess I'd rather be like Steve that. than Derek guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Steve just added some adjunct information, uh, mm. you know, to, to, I guess, give um, some validity to Derek's story. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess I can totally understand that, you know, be before the liver King profits more off of this by uh, he said, she said between him and Derek, you know? Yeah. So, it, yeah. so I do understand like, you know, Steve being there in a sense of, you know, I guess just adding some validity, like, Hey, I got that same message. I, I had a consultation. I gave him his money back because I didn't think we could do anything good together. I, I totally understand that. I guess I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. more interested or more concerned, I guess, with Derek, who sounds like was doing a little bit of coaching with them on some level. No, no, no. Right? Derek, Derek had no, in, uh, no, no interaction coaching. with him. Derek had, okay. he didn't even know it, but Derek had emailed him or he had emailed Derek as well. No, this, it was just like the same exact as, email, basically. Same info. Right? The looking same, to do, yeah, looking yeah. to do the same thing. Yeah. Derek didn't even know he got the email. It was like in his inbox on Red from a year and a half ago. And at the time, <laughs> this Liver King guy wasn't famous. This was like before he was yeah. big. So maybe he would have taken a different approach after. Yeah. And here's the thing, man. In his defense, Liver King's defense, I feel like he probably started this little lie. And it grew. Yeah. And it grew. And before you know it, you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, you can't go. Once you start a lie, you can't go. And I'm sure that he felt like this at some point. I'm not trying to justify what he did because I think it's really fucking douchey what he did. But, you know, like we were talking about with Ron before the show, it, this happens all the time. I, I do think the guy's kind of douchey how he went about it. It was so matter of fact. But once you start a lie like that and you've gotten attention – you he had very little choice it was either he probably i told you he probably had this conversation with his wife it was like his wife was probably and i'm guessing because i would love to be a fly in the wall i have no idea but she may have been there going look like what the fuck like you're telling all these people well i'm kind of and he's saying i'm kind of stuck right now so what do i do do i just come clean when no one has asked me, or if the shit ever hits the fan then i have to own it and he probably was conflicted about it but nonetheless it turned into this big fucking lie i just want to add one thing uh on this topic and then I can leave it alone. And that's when Steve said that he felt that he was complicit and he had to come out and say something. And again, I respect the fact that Steve's position is Steve's position. He did what he felt was right. I, I respect that. That's fine. So it doesn't even really matter if I would have done it or not done it or anybody else would have, I guess, when you think about it. But I don't feel that he would have been at all responsible, complicit, nothing because there it's very easy to argue that there is a confidentiality and respect mm. for the client to where the client has given you a lot of personal information and things that, that whether he was famous, turned out to be famous or wasn't famous, yeah. that I feel he could have kept to himself. I don't think he would have been held responsible by anyone. I don't think he's going to be held responsible by anyone now for saying anything. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you guys have waivers with your clients? I do not. 
that say that like they cannot reproduce, send, share yeah. any of the, the, no. the document hit. I don't, but I should. Document. Yeah, I do. And I had an attorney look it over. And, you mm-hmm. know, while it's not ironclad, um, it's enough to make right. someone say, okay, I probably don't want to go to small claims court over this and, and you know, spend a couple grand if, if I did, you know, red flag it. So, and I was just wondering if maybe there was or wasn't, you know, something in this case, you know. Yeah. You would right. think a guy like Liver King who's got a lot of money, you know, that he's making a lot of money off this whole scam would have had a, you know, non-disclosure agreement, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't back then, a year and a half ago before he was anybody, you know. But mm-hmm. let's move on because we got a bunch of stuff. And I bet by the time this comes out on Friday, by the way, happy Friday, everybody uh, who was watching this recorded, not the live people who was watching this on Wednesday night. Hope you're having a great week. I bet you're tired of the Liver King. You're ready to move on anyway. We got a good question here. I thought this would be a great one to to jump in with. Um, would love to hear your opinions on some ideal jobs uh, that are your standard nine to five hours that de- uh, detract the least from bodybuilding. For example, no hard labor um, to slow recovery, two to three breaks instead of one to get more meals in, etc. He says he's 23 in only management experience um, if that removes any options. He says, love the show. I've been watching you guys for over a year now. Best part is the amount of high-level coaches you have on the pods and given an array of opinions. Cool. Thanks for watching, Oscar. What do you guys think? Ron, what's the what's the best job for a bodybuilder? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a terrible guy to ask. I've never really had a real job. so There's your answer, Oscar. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I worked in – I grew up on a farm. Worked in a warehouse for a year, and then I I worked at the bar. I worked at uh, like a department store, like Macy's, but it's called Zeller's. When I was in high school, so I worked yeah. at like a department store. I was like a stock boy, so we'd go get carts and all that stuff. You know the deal. Yeah. And uh, and then I started working in the bar when I was eighteen, bouncing, and I bounced for about four years, traveled around, and then I got behind the bar and I bartended for like Roadhouse. eleven years. Keep the change. Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not quite. But I bartended for a long time. That was an awesome job, but that's just because I was in it in a good time and in a good place and made really good money, only worked three nights a week, lots of tips. Like it was just sweet. Looking back on it, it was great for bodybuilding. You know, I was competing every year and, you know, had lots of time to train. I'd eat, sleep, and train all day. You know, I had started my clients, you know, built that business up. Over the course of the 10 years I was bar, last 10 years I was bartending, you know, I built up all my clients and eventually left the bar and just went full time with clients. And, and then I, but as far as regular jobs go, I mean, I worked an office job because I worked at Mutant for almost five years. Yeah. So I worked in an office, you know, like doing stuff on a computer, having meetings, you know, like (laughs) office stuff. And like it was great for bodybuilding. My meals were perfectly on time every single day. My days were very predictable. They were there was no physical labor. You know, I worked with a good crew of people. Obviously, I had a bit of a unusually, incredibly awesome office job. It wasn't like I was working at some company I didn't give a fuck about. So, but office jobs would be, you know, if you had an office job you liked, <laughs> you know, like working somewhere cool, you're like sitting at the laptop all day and you know, like doing that stuff. That's great for bodybuilding. Yeah, I remember you telling me a story one time. We were talking about. The topic came up, and this was on text, I think, or maybe it was on a call or something, but it wasn't on the show, about having to go get the carts 
at the grocery store. Yeah. Remember yeah, somebody yeah. was, we were talking about it and Dusty was like, yeah, you should always put your cart back. And I've worked in the grocery industry. You have. And both of us agreed. No, you know, cause we, you see that people get uptight, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, people who don't put their <laughs> carts back, those are the scum of the earth. Whereas Ron, tell, tell them how people look at it when they're actually working at the grocery stores. Well, I mean, I'm sure things have probably changed now. They probably have some time limit. You have to get all the carts in under a certain number of minutes or you get yeah. fined your own wage back or something stupid. So it might be different now. But back then, we liked it when people left the carts all over the place because we could fuck around in the parking lot for like a whole hour and a half rounding up carts. <laughs> you know, you'd say, oh, man, they're all over the place. Christmas time, fucking parking lot's a disaster. Yeah. And you just like... You know, the one guy I worked with, I didn't smoke any weed back then because I didn't smoke weed. That was my for next question. Years. <laughs> that was my question. No, no, I was I, I didn't smoke any weed when I was young. So um but this one guy that I worked with and could tell he would be like, Let's go get carts and then he'd like go way ahead of me. <laughs> and then I realized after, like, oh yeah, that guy was like getting high. But I didn't even know. I didn't really clue in. It was funny. Yeah. Didn't you say there was like a mall connected so. to your grocery store or something too? Yeah, it was right in a mall. The department, yeah, the department store was right in a big mall, right? So yeah. the, the the carts from our store could be anywhere around the mall, right? So you yeah. had to like lap the whole fucking place to get all our carts back. So it was like a real time killer, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Cool. What do you guys have to say on this one? I, I gotta tell you, you, I would go this route. I'm saying I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be the the old guy with wisdom here okay. okay okay i say don't and i and i didn't do this so i'm doing as i say not as i do uh, so i don't think anybody should choose their job or their career based on bodybuilding if you come across a good job that is going to pay well <clears throat> and it's going to provide for you then make your training fit your job or your career unless you're some kind of fucking freak and you do see that you have some kind of a future. But even then, the good ones, the gifted ones, they can do the most fucked up labor type job and they'll still end up being a goddamn freak. So yeah. I say do what yeah. pays well. And I'm not saying do a job that you don't like because it is important to be happy. But I'm just telling you this. When you make enough money, you're going to be a little happier than if you're working a job <laughs> that you love and you don't make as much money. I'm sorry, but that's usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. True. Was the question like what side job you should get? No, like what job what, what, to support bodybuilding? You know, like an online for, coach. There you go. Yeah. Say, aren't all bodybuilders <laughs> online coaches anyway? Why is like, he even asking? I don't think I've ever met a bodybuilder that doesn't coach like circa 2018 yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's they might have been way out of shape at the two shows that they did, but they're they're an online coach and they found somebody to coach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, no, I agree with Skip though. Like, don't ever make your decision based off bodybuilding because the amount Uber of money driver. that yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but the amount yeah. of money that like the top bodybuilders make, there's like four guys that make over 200k just from bodybuilding contest winnings alone. Yeah. The rest of the guys, they have to scrounge for supplement deals. They have to coach. They have to personal. Tra they, they have to do something else. So yeah. I would definitely not make your decision based off bodybuilding. But I do think. Um, Oh, uh, just after doing like all this construction this last week, like I'm really into it. Like even though it was manual labor and it was hard shit, if I could have fit meals in, it would have actually been awesome. And if I could, if I remember my weed pen, it would have been even better. So I'm just like, I think I sent you guys the video of me like doing the jackhammer and like you breaking did. up the cement. It was and, very manly. Yeah. Like yeah. Dusty yeah, would call it man like shit, Ron. He did man shit. Ron. It was, yeah, it was absolutely man, man shit. shit. 
like sledgehammering yeah. stuff, knocking walls down, painting, tearing up flooring. I used just, that. Was I, a, uh, I was very proud of myself. I used a hammer the other day. Really? Yeah. I know if I had that feeling, it, that feeling. It, yeah. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. The yeah. testosterone surge, you know, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, yeah. anything manual, I think, you know, yeah, it might cut into your gains. You might have to eat a little bit more, um, you know, outside jobs like uh, landscaping. Like, I think that would be like my ideal retirement job. You yeah, know? you like, like that. Cutting, cutting grass, like planting shrubbery and mulching and all. Yeah, like everyone I know that does it, they're fucking happy as can be. Like huh. they love their lives. They smile and wave at you when you drive by. At least all of our guys do. Um, yeah, I think anything outdoors would be a great job. So, you know, I always, whenever I talk about this topic, I talk about when I worked for the pop company. That wasn't my only job. You know, I used to work in photography. That's what I had gone to school for. I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take another job outside of that and figure out what I want to do with my life. And so about four or five years, I had worked for the pop company and I found soda for people in the other parts of the country. Um, I found that it got really hard to make progress in the off season. Like, if I could just do that during a contest prep, I could get absolutely peeled. Like, cause I was, I don't even know. I wasn't counting my steps, but I couldn't like, no matter what, I just got leaner and leaner so easily. And it was because of all the work that I was doing And the summers kind of sucked. Like you didn't really want to eat anyway because of the heat and the yeah. humidity and you're sweating so much. Yeah, yeah. And it really drained me for getting to the gym. So like I had to plan my leg day was on Saturdays cause that was a light day. And that at work, and then my back day was on Wednesdays because that was a day off. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like really well planned out in that way. But my biggest limiting factor was my digestion, and it ended up going bad on me. And I get and I got all sorts of bad digestive issues because I was just shoveling so much food in, and then I you know started going to dirtier calories and stuff like that in order to just get those calories in. And right. looking back at it, I know that if I had another job, which, like I said, I just took a job while I wanted to figure out what I was going to do with my life next. Um, you know, if I would have had a different job that wasn't as physical, I know I wouldn't have had to eat as much. So, you know, in that case, it wasn't a career. I'd say I would pick a different job. You know what I'm saying? If it's if like you're talking mm -hmm. about Skip, where like you're picking a career, something you're going to do for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. then absolutely, man, I would totally agree with you, you know. Bodybuilding sure. is bodybuilding. It's going to be there, but yeah, you're not going to be the top four guy unless you're already you know, the best the top job, four guy. The best job for bodybuilding, it works out more for the for the women. But doing OnlyFans, you there literally you stay in your bedroom. You do what you're going to do anyway, and you get paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we've got here. Um, by the way, anybody who's watching the show on YouTube, you guys, uh, feel free to comment because this is how we run the show. We take comments from, uh, we take questions from all your comments. We'll do this one, and then I want to do some more fun stuff too because I know that you've got some fun stuff, Skip. Um, let's see. I do, love and watch all the shows. Um, training question: Currently, two years back into training after six to seven year hiatus. Uh, currently, thirty five years old. The most success I've had with muscle growth was doing Dorian Yates hit training. My arms are not responding at all, and things don't seem to be working the same as they used to. Um, I have not. 
I have had no success with push-pull legs uh, splits, and I want to experiment with frequency and having arms on its own day. Keep in mind, I'm healthy and on TRT. Diet is always on point. Uh, 5'8", 207 pounds, 12%, 14%. Uh, currently trying to grow back to my previous size, which was 250 pounds at 8 to 12, 8 to 10%. Uh, everything is growing well besides arms. So what do you guys hmm. think about that one? Well, he had a big hiatus. So, I mean, there's a lot that could be going on there. You know, he's completely got out of the groove. Yeah. You know what I mean? And got, you know, older as well. Um, he said he's on the TRT, so that might be enough to cancel that out. Uh, but I don't know how much gear he was on when he was 250. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a 43 really pound know. drop is and a higher percentage of body fat. That's a complete different physique than yeah. what he was carrying. I mean, he took seven years off. That's crazy. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. So it's hard to like say for sure. But if your arms aren't growing at this point, um, I mean, Skip would be the guy to talk to about the frequency thing because he's got he's got that kind of more more than I do down to a you know, down to a plan. But, um, I mean, it, you'd think it would take more frequency and probably more volume as well. I don't know. As guys get older, there's the odd funny thing that seems to happen Yeah, with what it takes to make them grow. I don't know. What do you think, Skip? You got your mic off still. Oh, mic is off. Ah, see, um, I never want the mic on when I pee because I don't want anybody to hear me peeing. It's a very, right, very quiet right. apartment. Does it sound so, feminine? Then, it's a feminine. Yeah, it sounds too feminine. Sound yeah. well, you're, sit, you're sitting, aren't you? Yeah, I, I sit down, so you can't hear a whole it's lot when I think about it. But no, I, I would say this. I mean, the, the easy answer is go back to the amount of gear that you were taking when you were big. But yeah. I don't think any. Well, of I think he said he always felt his arms were kind of on the weaker away. side. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple things, and I would just rattle this out. Number one, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this is how I have what I've come to over the years with clients. A lot of times when the, the arms are weak, I go first to cutting work, the arm work back. The reason is, is because most people who have weak arms, they have already done the, oh, well, I got to train them more. I got to train them twice a week. I train them three times a week. And they're also getting pounded for heavy chest and, you know, heavy pressing. He tries to get hit real hard and same thing with back heavy back so cutting back sometimes will allow for better recovery when they've already probably gone the other route first by doing more work which usually doesn't work if it did work like this guy's a good example if it did work doing more work he would have already done more work before he even asked the question so my first bit of advice would be to cut your arm training. Sometimes I'll have clients who will cut their arm training to every other week, and they can't believe that their arms are getting stronger. First, they hate it. They don't want to do it. Sometimes they don't do it, and they lie about it. But when they actually do do it, do do it. I don't like to say that because it doesn't sound right. But when they do it, it works. And then they're getting more recovery, and they start to advance. And you have to keep in mind, too, that when you're training arms – the strength jumps aren't going to be very big. It's not going to be uh -huh. like you're benching or you're squatting or you're pulling deads. So if you can increase your side laterals, you know, five, 10 pounds in, you know, six, eight weeks, that's pretty damn good. 
uh, lying tricep extensions and things like that. They're not going to jump a lot. But and I know this sounds very rudimentary. You guys might laugh at this, but I'm surprised at how many people don't understand. You don't always have to increase to progress with strength. You don't always have to increase weight. You can increase reps. If you add three or four reps at the same weight, that's progress. You don't always have to be going up in weight. So that's mm -hmm. this is off the top of my head because I only caught half of the the question because um, I had to go to the bathroom. So anybody else can jump in at any point. <laughs> I, I would say that he's not going to get any stronger at this point. He's 35, right? I mean, if he was an 18-year-old kid or 19-year-old kid, I, can you guys think of the time in your life? Well, let me just say, I was stronger on arm exercises at 22 to 24 than I was at 30, even though everything else was stronger hmm. because I just had shittier form and you yeah. know, I would swing the arm. The dunk, and I was doing DC training pretty exclusively, so I was always trying to add a 1.25 or a 2.5-pounder duct tape to the, to the dumbbell. Um, whereas I think as I got older, I found that um, staying with like – you know, like a 35 pound dumbbell for curls and focusing more on how I was contracting and the movement pattern versus get that extra rep at all costs, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm going to go a little different direction than skip here. I would actually have a dedicated arm day and I would put it first in the week and I would do like arms, uh, arms, legs, push, pull, and then repeat that cycle, fitting in as many rest days as you possibly needed. Because um, he he said he he was doing a Dorian Yates high intensity split for the majority of his training career already, and that's when he got the most gains. So that's why I'm thinking a dedicated arm day, not worried about not worrying, do, basically doing the opposite of the Dorian Yates. You know, trying to get one more rep, trying to get five more pounds, sticking with more of a pump volume, um, just trying to blow the shit out of them. And um, I, I think that might be more effective for him because it sounds like he hasn't done a dedicated arm day in his past. I like the sounds of that. I think that sounds good. You know, too, we forget how much we really can get on a, like, here's what I found is people who want to do push-pull legs then also want to do a lot of extra arm stuff. They'll be like, well, I can do, you know, let me put it this way. If you're doing, if you're doing a higher frequency plan, I do feel like you are getting a lot of arm training in there. And then if you had an additional arm day on top of it, that's like, that would be super high volume. How long would you, let me ask you guys this, how long would you try something like that for before you decided, yeah, this is working, I'm going to keep doing it, or, or no, it's not? Six weeks, maybe. Your mic's off, Ron. The second I see a strength decrease, I immediately stop doing that. Mm. So like, so, you know, if I even did it for, you know, almost a week and my strength was like <laughs> lower on something or i felt felt weaker i'd be like oh well this isn't like that doesn't come around <clears throat> i don't think like, one week's I've long enough seen... though because what if you had what if you had like a virus or you had like something yeah, else yeah, like yeah. yeah. i think like you need like so, a, at least a three-week period if you know what i mean to i'd catch even a say i i'd even say i'd even say two weeks you might be able to get a good pattern off yeah you might be able to yeah. get, get a good trend there you know what i mean yeah. But then, yeah, you know, you get tendonitis on week four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, that's the other thing. Exactly. exactly. It's like as soon as something like that starts, you got to like terminate your little experiment. Yeah. You know, I knew a guy that was like, I'm going to train calves every day. And then it was like day 11. And he's like, my fucking Achilles tendon hurts. And I'm like, <laughs> huh, I wonder why. I, why? I, I don't like, understand. You don't finish well, the month. Like, I wouldn't finish the month, dude. Like, you're getting yeah. tendonitis in your Achilles. <laughs> I'd stop what you're doing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. 
try to figure it out. Maybe you just need massage or something. I don't know, but you know, that sort of thing. Ooh, we got mm -hmm. a uh, an equipment question. I will throw this one in here. Um, where'd it go? It was asking about here. It is. He said, uh, "I'd like to know if Skip or fans of the channel." have comments on the elite FTS belt squat. Um, there's one in my area at a great price and considering buying it, uh, but there is literally no reviews or good demos on the piece anywhere on the internet that I could find. Oh, this one's easy. Anything that elite FTS makes, if you get a good deal on it, you buy it because that is ridiculously yeah. expensive, very sturdy, incredibly strong equipment. Uh, it's not like a weeder bench where the handles that <laughs> like the uprights hold the bar where you're going to put your hands. It's actually well thought out and it is mechanically correct. Even something as simple as their sissy squat, sissy squat piece of equipment, I guess I should say. And I, I know we all think of sissy squat as the old school one, but I'm talking about the one with the pad behind the calf adjustable foam roller things like that the height the you could literally put someone on that who's 350 pounds and, and is has 350 pounds on their back and it wouldn't move hmm. so as far as whether that piece is good i mean i haven't used an elite fts belt squat specifically but i'd be shocked if it wasn't good and you that thing will outlive you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you remember the videos so, that i was doing it with uh missy yeah, on, uh, on his on his YouTube where he's yeah. going to town, and you yeah. can do. They have a setup where you can do rack deadlifts while also having the hitch a hip attachment, doing yeah. belt squats. So you could you could work at a couple different angles at the same time. Yeah, I, do you I guys agree prefer with the cable, or do you, you know, prefer the lever? I prefer the lever, but that's because I find some companies that make the cable one. It I don't like the feel of it. So I remember using one at. Um, it was like the elite FTS style. It was like one of these big box ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of that style. I remember using one of those at old school iron in Cleveland and it was like smooth as silk. Like it was fucking great. And then I remember using like, I think rogue made yeah. the rhino. I remember trying mm -hmm. the rogue rhino and not liking it at all. It, the cable felt like a cable. Like it, I just didn't it was like, like it. jinky. Hmm. Yeah. 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 But uh, Lead FTS makes uh, awesome stuff. Like it's it's you know world class powerlifters making world class powerlifting equipment for right. guys to squat a thousand plus pounds on. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like you just it, you're never gonna outlift that machine ever. <laughs> no kidding, right? It's you arguably know? overkill. If you have a bar that's gonna hold twelve hundred pounds, yeah, not many of us are gonna get twelve hundred. But at least you feel comfortable knowing. Okay, it's going to hold my weight without any problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely, you know, overbuilt. I mean, it's got to be, you know. So it's, it's like when we were deciding what, um, like, you know, the, the fan bikes, like the, the you know, assault yeah. style bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to get a couple of those for the gym. And I happened to be at Mark Bell's gym and he had the Rogue Echo bikes. Yeah. And we actually used them. And, and I said, oh, how are these? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, we got all these, we got a bunch of thousand pound squatters in here that sprint on them. So I guess they're good. And I was like, oh, sold. That's what I'm buying. So I just, <laughs> so I just went and bought two of those because <laughs> I thought if they survive that gym, like they'll be fine in our gym. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, mm 
you're never going to out out bike sprint the thousand pound squatters so just keep in mind though the power lifters only do about three and a half minutes worth of cardio a month so yeah. That. <laughs> yeah but it's real hard <laughs> when i was at uh elite the the other month um i i was so impressed by everything they had there and i remember there there was a few guys that were working on their bench this guy had like six, seven, eight plates. I can't remember what it was. And everybody's around him. You know, there's somebody on each side, of, you know, the guy who's spotting him and Dave Tate standing there watching him and three other guys have their cameras out and stuff and they're all getting ready to cheer him on. And he wasn't happy. He like missed that first one. He was like, oh, let me try that again. And then just pushed it up. Literally, like what, what I thought was going to be like the heaviest thing in his life. He was like, oh, no, let me try that again. And then just does it the second time. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I trained at the at the, I think it was the the fourth place that Dave Tate had elite, which was like the kind of classic old one that him and Meadows were training at a lot. Okay, and because uh, he had like a few, he called it like number four, four or something like that. Yeah, it was S, S4. yeah, with all the S four S five S four. Yeah, yeah, S four. Yeah, now he's in a, and now he's in the the fifth one. But uh, I was at that old one with all those pictures up on the wall. Those and the pictures were super high up on the wall. And I go, how do you get them up there? And he goes, oh, we take one pole and we we stick them up there. And then we take, the, they had a big long pole with a stapler taped to the end of it. Holy shit. And they'd like just whack it. They just whack, <laughs> whack. And they just kind of whack the pitcher with the stapler. And that's how it gets held that's up there. That's pretty cool. I think they still yeah, have those, but it's like, they, it's a mural now. It's all like yeah. one digital mural that goes across. It looks really cool. Right. Yeah. He yeah. said he was going to do something to try to move it in, okay. in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, they mm -hmm. did something. What's uh, what's the coolest gym that you've been to, Ron, through all your Mutant on Emissions? Oh, there's uh, just been completely spoiled. Yeah. Like, give, you us, know, a, I give still us a top think couple. Well, I, you know what? One of the coolest gyms, just because it was just set up so in such a ridiculous way, was when Rob and Dana had the public warehouse that they mm. opened in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Because I went to their, like, you know, they had that private gym in their warehouse when they were, like, sleeping on the floor and stuff back in the old days. Yeah. And I went to that gym and trained there with Dana. And that was a cool, that was a fun time because that was, like, you know, their private little gym. But then I went back and I went to like the public warehouse that they had opened. And that was, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like one of the first gyms I saw that was painted black. Hmm. It's one of the reasons why we painted West Coast Iron Black was because I remember seeing that and being like, this is really cool. Because then anything that's colorful just pops out, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you have one red machine, it just pops out because the walls are black, you know, like it just looked cool. And the machines didn't match because they were all the best stuff Rob could find. Like he clearly called up his best buddy equipment man and just said, get me nebula, a nebula leg press and a nebula hack. And I want the best of this and the every, all the coolest flex pieces you can find and all the best prime stuff. And prime was new at the time. So everyone was like freaking out about the prime, you know, because they took over strive and everything. Yeah. So he had like, all the coolest stuff in there. It was just, you know, and then he had those Watson dumbbells. He's the first guy I saw that had those Chrome Watson dumbbells all the way up to 200 and, oh, yeah. and just all that cool shit. And then they had this, it used to be a grocery store. So there was this downstairs area that used to be the meat locker huh. and it was this giant cement room and they turned that into like a dungeon and they had some racks down there and you could hook your iPod up and just blast some music 
and um we you know we went down there and like did some sets down there and dana would go down there and do deadlift things for her videos and stuff and members would just wander down there and train it was like your own private dungeon you could go down there and do whatever you wanted and um it was just a, a really awesome and they had the music louder than i had ever experienced in a gym like i'd never ever heard someone crank the music like that and i go wow your music's fucking loud because like you know i'm a music guy and i was like this is fucking loud like i can barely i go you could barely listen to headphones and rob goes yeah he goes i want golds to complain they're two blocks down the street <laughs> that's and funny. he was serious and he's like i tell the staff volume is at eight that's no your, kidding. Like it's part of your job is to have the stereo at eight. If it's lower than that, when I come in, there's problems. Like, why is it quieter? And they were blasting like fucking metal, like, like not, not the metal I listen to, but like the new metal, like yeah. they were fucking blasting that. And there was like grandmas in their training and stuff. It was wild. And they liked it too, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You know, I heard Metroflex, so. the original Metroflex is real loud, like deafening loud. Yeah, that's pretty loud, Jim. Yeah, they play yeah. great music there too. It's all like the classic stuff. And um, if we're going to talk about Metroflex, is the my favorite uh, one of my favorite gyms ever is uh, Metroflex in Marietta, California. So shout out to my 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 boy Ryan who owns that gym. He was like one of the COVID cowboys down there, telling the oh. government to go fuck themselves, staying open, that <laughs> sort of shit. Uh, Jay Cutler loves that gym, and he goes and visits Ryan every once in a while for a workout. So What's you'll so see Jay at this like. It's Metroflex Marietta. Yeah, it's all so red and black. It. Yeah, it's 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 just fucking incredible setup. He's got the biggest outdoor gym I've ever seen out the back. He calls it the yard. Oh, and it's like this. You know, he's got dumbbells, all full rack of dumbbells out there, and pretty much everything you need out in the back too. So you can train outside. You can train inside. Just a killer setup. And the vibe. You know, he's he's. Uh, He's a pretty cool dude to own a gym, you know. <laughs> you know, he kept it open. He fucking, he was willing to get arrested and fight the government, and he never closed his gym. So, oh yeah, you know, oh, there's a shout out to all the gym owners. All right, we got a couple more here, and I wanted, I know we got some uh, some fun stuff too, but I I forgot I put up a thread over at the group. Um, where was this one? It was uh, Reza. He said, um, I'd like to ask you guys, what is the harshest compound or cycle uh, personally that you've ever run and what made you feel so terrible? I, I don't can't know. I don't say do well I ever. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Well, you don't I, do I as well with what? Hex, trend hex. If. It just it causes all sorts of fucking cramping, and huh. it just makes me feel like complete shit. I I refuse hmm. to ever use it again. Do you, have you it. used Trend E? Yeah, I don't. I don't like E. I don't like Hex. I, so, I just went. That's what to, I was getting I, at. Was it the same yeah. as? Okay, Hex was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. It, okay. It was, and I don't use a lot. Of, I haven't used a lot of Trend E, but I didn't. I didn't have, I don't remember any problems when I used it. I didn't use it, use it for very long. I used it a couple times, but I just went back to acetate. I figured, look, I understand that it's basically the equivalent of poison, but at least I know what to expect from it. And it didn't make me, it never makes me feel like shit 
like Hex does. Huh. And it was consistent every time. I, and the last time was the last straw. I just was done with it. I, I don't know the specific cycle, but I could think, I guess what popped into my head was just that compound. Yeah. Is, hmm. is Parabolin, the old Parabolin, is that trend Hex? Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's the thing. It's supposed to be. And yet I've used Parabolin <laughs> a, a long time ago and didn't have any issues. Maybe it's just because I'm older. I, honestly, it could be. Maybe there's something wow. playing into it. I was on other shit. But I'll tell you, when I pulled the hex, because I was pulling things, I'm like, something's wrong. Here's an example. Like, I would do the injections, and I was running out of places to put them because they fucking hurt so bad and i even changed sources i changed and bounced and it was the same shit and when i finally pulled the hex it was gone huh no kidding huh yeah it was just not good not good at all how about you guys i i don't think i've ever run a cycle that was like so big it made me feel like shit yeah i just think that if i ever felt like shit it was probably because i was dieting my ass off yeah, I was just like mm-hmm. fucking suffering or I was like 320 plus and I was like, oh, God, I don't want to eat another meal. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Like, so I never really thought that like I took big enough cycles to make me feel sick or anything like that. You know, I, um, you know, I, I would say the, you know, you know, trend is like and, and halo would be like two yeah, things that I think. Those are like the only two things I ever took where I was like, oh, I'm like grumpier. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the only two things where I, th- I think I like outside of all the other experiences of being a bodybuilder and like prepping for a show or something. Those two things would like stand out as like things you have to like respect in that way for me. So I was like very aware. You got anything I can't, answer? I got to agree. Cause I can't say that, um, I've ever taken a cycle that made me feel like like trash or garbage. I, I'll say that I've taken compounds like um, like metformin for me made my my whole body just felt like it was cramping all the time. Oh no kidding! I, and I've tried to comb through the research, try to figure out why. Um, I think I even asked um, maybe Doctor Scott or somebody one time, but yeah, it just didn't work well for me. And you know, I only took it for like a year back in twenty fifteen or sixteen. That's the only compound I didn't really like. You know, I I will say, funny enough, if you're going to go that route, <clears throat> I would say that one time I ran 75 Cytomel. I was at 50, and I went yeah. to 75, and I couldn't fucking believe how terrible I felt. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember, like, halfway through the week, I was like, this, I'm fucked. And I was like, and then I remember thinking, this is the Cytomel. And I was like, well, I want to be shredded though. And I haven't really lost any weight. So I'm not shrinking. So I bet I'll yeah. just stick it out. Yeah. But then by the end of the week, I remember my performance in the gym took like a tank, like two workouts. I was like, oh, fuck. And I had to like, you know, bump my food up and back off the Cytomel to try to like course correct. But I remember that making me feel fucking terrible (laughs) yeah you know how about this ron you go back i mean you you go back longer i think than scott and andrew um you're not as old as i am but you know you're closer (laughs) i guess do you remember because it just made me think of this and it didn't even enter into my brain we're talking about but what about cytodrine I remember using Cytodrin and feeling literally like after prejudging, I was sitting at the diner looking at the floor and they're like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, I just want to lie down on the floor. Like 
it made me feel like I had cement blocks on my feet. I was dreading the walk back to the car. I was so fucking exhausted and beat down from from specifically the cider and that I said I would never use it. And this is a while ago, long, long time ago. Oh, four, three, four, five in there somewhere, I think. Hmm. So but it, it that wiped me out too. And I didn't think about it until you just were talking about the cider mill. I've heard that. And the funny thing is, is I had a friend who actually gave me like 10 days worth of Cytadrin. And because I, I knew a guy who won a show and he won this show and he was f- just fucking ridiculously shredded. He like out conditioned the entire show. It was like any, so he won that. And I was like, man, your condition was nuts. He's like, yeah, it looked really good, but I did Cytadrin for 10 days and holy fuck. What is Cytadrin, like, guys? Oh, I don't even know what it is. It's a cortisol it's inhibitor. A <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, is it a cortisol blocker or an inhibitor? Yeah, they, they, they use it to um, treat tumors in the adrenal glands. Okay. It's like, it's actually yeah. like one of the last, it's like the last compound they prescribe for humans. There's other compounds they would much rather prescribe. And in some cases, they'll just remove the adrenals and add some level of cortisol back in versus because of so many people having side effects from this drug. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But I never it's used it. Shit. I remember him telling me how terribly he felt. And I was like, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hit or miss. It can work. It could work really, really well. And then it could take good. And take you when you look at and take you to shit. No and there was no well, coming back from it. Yeah. There was oh, no coming wow. back. Yeah. Once you turn, Any, it was done. And huh. anything that inhibits aldosterone or suppresses aldosterone, you know, you can get extremely sodium depleted and flat. Yeah. Super crazy flat. So mm-hmm. maybe that's part of what's happening if you just feel like you just go to complete My shit. condition was pretty good. I was pretty happy with the condition. But I remember thinking to myself that the cost to benefit, like, if I have to feel like this, like, fuck this. There's got to be a better way to do this. And mm. it's just one of those it, It's just one of those things, too, where the protocol to do it was very – the timing was very tricky because the body would adapt to it very quick. I don't want to make this a cider drink topic, I guess, but it, it would adapt very quick. So it was like a, a buildup, and it would – would be like you know one day on one day off two days on two days off there was and this is off the top of my head i can't remember but it went on for about two two and a half weeks and it had to be peaked and it had to be right for it to work and i remember i had a client at junior nationals and i try and like hell to talk to phil viz i talked him out of using it for north americans and that ended up being his best condition i mean i was on the phone with him going don't fucking take it and he was of course like i'm fucking taking it of course he was (laughs) and when we got off the phone he was set that he was going to take it but then i saw that he had done so well and i think he took third at north americans that year i think it's the highest that he's gone I'm pretty sure. And I got with him afterwards. I'm like, you didn't take it, did you? He goes, no. He goes, he goes, your voice. I could just hear your voice in my head. And he goes, I didn't take it. And I'm so glad that I didn't. So I don't know if he ever tried it after that or not. I don't know. Uh, But he didn't take it that day. I was glad that he didn't. Huh. No kidding. Yeah, I never took that before. You know what I'm thinking is I feel like anything that I had that was like a really like a bad experience or an uncomfortable experience, a lot of that was earlier on. Because I feel like as I as I moved on later, number one, I feel like I didn't get as many side effects as I did early on. Like the first time I ran trend was a lot more intense. Like I remembered a lot more insomnia than years later. But also I feel like I'd always like you get to a point where you can see that stuff coming. And, you know, it's like 
maybe maybe you don't see it coming early on and you just keep taking it take keep taking the trend at that dose and then you start getting the insomnia and then you're just like well i'm just going to push through this because i want to look the best i can but later in life i'm like well why don't i just take a little less trend you know what i'm saying (laughs) back the dose down (laughs) yeah (laughs) crazy talk i know there's that (laughs) last a little less (laughs) yeah a little less just a bit what's the what's the lowest uh you guys have had run trend in a contest prep and and you the got lowest? like a you know yeah the lowest dose because I surprised myself fifty yeah, times okay. three yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah 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 that's a that's a good yeah. standard dose so you still get a lot of that okay when Skip gets back I know you got to go pretty soon Ron right you you got a few more minutes well left? yeah yeah I got you know ten minutes yeah okay yeah. so when Skip gets back he worked really hard on these questions for you so we have to have Skip do his his questions all right okay all right. definitely I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, that was like a uh, okay. Yeah, I guess I can stick around for that, <laughs> honey. Like, text me and say we got to go right now. Yeah, yeah. The fire. Minutes. There's a fire. There's a fire in the apartment building. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We are. Uh, we all yeah. know if there's a fire, I'm not leaving. I trust they'll be here and put it out. It's a concrete building. I'll be fine. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. 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 Skip's got the best view over there, doesn't he? Look at that. It's got that. Yeah, it's a pretty good view. We need to get you, Ron, set up for your setup where you're like, you see the mountains behind you and stuff like that. I know. I know. I I, uh, I have a mountain view right here to my side. Yeah. But we see the bikes, though. That's almost as good. Skip. The bike and the guitars, yeah. We've got like five, ten minutes left. You got some questions for Ron. I know you do. Let's dive yeah, into those. Yeah, I do. Um, oh, I didn't work for that hard oh, yeah. on them. Yeah, they're specifically. Oh, you heard me say all that, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I always take my headphones or keep my headphones on. Um, It's not. It's just more like rapid fire, you know, type things. And the reason I did it was I thought, you know, there might be people who are listening who may not listen to your podcast because ours is so much better. So maybe they just (laughs) don't listen to yours. I don't know. So I want them. You know, I want to. I want to give them the opportunity here to. I guess no. Look a little no one into... from this show watches ours because only smart people watch this one. <laughs> this okay, so let me, let me say this: show. you can only pass on one. That's the only rule. Okay. 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 You ready? Yeah. Uh, hammer strength or arsenal? Hammer. Rusty garage gym that is well equipped but no hot women, or franchise gym that is well equipped but super hot women. At this point in my life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need some scenery at this point in my life, dude. I'm not go. sitting in the yard. Mo- Let's have some fun. Money Let's is keep no my object. shoes clean. What's that? Money is no object. Money is no object. Dream car. Money is no object. Dream car. Yep. Um, if I had to do like a ridiculous car. It would be a Ferrari. I'm a Ferrari guy. Yeah? What color? Um, Well, I'm a a sucker for Ferrari red. Yeah. yeah. But I also like black, and I've seen some amazing blue Ferraris. They do some really crazy blue Ferraris. Not a yellow guy. A little too much for me. Okay. But I might have a blue, like a super, super nice blue Ferrari spider, like with the, you know, target top that comes off and all that. That'd be classy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If rap I had or to. country? Sorry? Rap or country? Rap. 
Marie Osmond. If I had to. I'm sorry. Marie Osmond naked or Meghan Markle. That's what year? No, no. <laughs> hey, Marie is still hot, dude. Don't let me down. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Marie is still still hot, but there's a, there's a bit of a gap on that one. We'll go Megan if it's yep. now. If it's today. All right. <clears throat> Do you ever skip and call your wife girlfriend? Let me try it again. Do you ever skip and call your wife girlfriend? Which you, Emily, you guys aren't married. It's girlfriend, right? No, 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 no. So we just oh, like shit, randomly use. Yeah, we we just randomly use whatever term I've, we've we say it sometimes, and we and we say the other one sometimes. It's funny. Okay, then I'll say it this way: Do you ever skip and call your wife slash girlfriend by another name, like say Skip? Just as an example, <laughs> it could be any other name. But Never. I just okay. Do you like no guns? Slips. And if not, why are you a pussy? It's a loaded <laughs> yes, question. Yes, I have right a now. I have a Glock. And I legit didn't know whether you were a gun guy or not before. You yeah, know, yeah. That's why when he was yeah. holding up the, the magazine there. Uh, vanilla or lifestyle? <laughs> it took you a minute, right? If you would have right away went, oh, then, then I would have known. So we'll go vanilla. We'll go vanilla. Well, I thought this was going to be an ice cream question, right? I was halfway through. Yeah, it could I be was like, oh, way. what's yeah. the second flavor going to be, right? And you know, I thought, is he going to drop? Is it, you know, that's funny. Um, I'm getting okay, old. Go. Go lifestyle. Okay, all right, fair enough. Bukaki <laughs> with The Rock or Jason Momo? You're the receiver. Wait, I'm what playing. did you just jump I'm, to? What was that? Scott smiling. <laughs> Andrew's like, wait, wait, what? Scott smiling. I thought did he I said hockey. you? No, Bukaki oh. <laughs> with The Rock or Jason Momo. You're the receiver. <laughs> you remember, uh, you do have so, one pass. Yeah, so here's I know that you have a strategy where you set someone up to pass and then the next question is the worst one. You're right? smart. You've played so this game I'm before. I'm not going to use my pass. Yeah. I'll I say The Rock. Oh, I think shit. The Rock would it. throw more money at me afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Baseball this is a good football. answer. And then this is real football, not soccer. <laughs> football all the way. And what's the team? Uh, well, I'm Canadian, so I don't have like an American team that I have to cheer for. You know, I, yeah. I find myself cheering for the Niners and the Steelers often. I also like the Giants and the Bears for some reason. I'll cheer for them. And I like Detroit. All right. Shout out to so Detroit. 30% the of the NFL. The so your, your chances of winning <laughs> yeah, are pretty good. Some, some kind of hard-nosed teams, I guess. Some classic teams, some hard-nosed teams. I don't know why. You know, my right. gro growing up watching Joe Montana win Super Bowls, I remember like that was influential on me. I was like, I want to play football. Yeah. You know? So, and of course, right, Walter Payton, the 85 Bears, you know? Fuck. Oh, shit, yeah. 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 Super Bowl. Sweetness. Shuffle. If you could only sleep with competitors in one division for the rest of your life, which division would that be? And you can say men's physique if that's, if that's <laughs> an option. Uh, Just leaving it open. Oh, option, goodness. You know, so. Are they dieted all the time or do I get some off season in there too? Eh, you can make up the rules. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sleep with them. You make the rules. <laughs> You know, I was going to say bikini, but the wellness girls might be more fun to eat with. 
That's a <laughs> wellness all the way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, is Liver King next? You can order pizza after. Oh, okay. This one doesn't work because I did these questions a week ago. We, we all know Liver King is not natural now. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna substitute it for this question. Are Liver King's abs real? Oh, there you go. The yes, they're real. They're absolutely real. Abs. Unless he had them vacuumed out. <laughs> Who's more arrogant, Americans or Canadians? You can be honest, Ron. I know you're Canadian. Are you want to be polite. Are, are they from <laughs> Toronto? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it depends different. on where they're from in, in both, uh, uh, I'm just in both countries. I was just, yes. I'm just trying to hassle my East, my east Side friends. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would, I, you know, Americans are famous for their bravado. Let's say that. Yes, we are. And Canadians are famous for for saying sorry too often and letting other people cut in front of them in line. So there we go. Okay, next one. If Canada did not border the United States, ballpark me the year that Russia would have likely invaded. Just a ballpark day or ballpark year. That one oh, was just me that, being a I would have in the in the seventies at some point for sure. That was just me being an arrogant American. Uh, best burger That's you ever funny. had. Best burger I ever had. Yep. Hmm. How can you remember that? Do you remember your best burger, Skip? I know you're a burger guy. I can narrow them down to a few. Wow. There's some I good am. burgers. Burger guy, so. I can't remember yeah. my last great meal. I just, like, I don't care yeah. about food or not. No, I. See, there's some funny stuff. Like, if you ask me the best beer I ever drank, I actually remember that. So I thought maybe if I sat for a second, I might remember like a moment where I had a burger where it was like the best burger ever. Yeah. But I cannot remember one. I, I, um, right, fair enough. I really like Five Guys Burgers, man. They're good. Hey, They're good. that's a good they, burger. It's a hell of a good franchise. They do burgers burger. right. I, I just, I hate to tell you, I've been to like all these burger restaurants in Vegas that are like $100 burgers and bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, no. man. Five guys fucking I'm just glad you didn't say in and out because I usually bust bodybuilders when they no. say the in and out's the best burger. I'm like, you haven't had good burgers. All right, French toast or pancakes? Ooh, good one. I've been French toasting the last few years. Mm, all right. Nice. If your wife or girlfriend or both showed you pictures of her sleeping with Justin Timberlake, would you yell at her or high five her? What year? <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I'd just say, hey, I'm glad you had your freebie. Um, and lucky for me, my freebie trains at the gym. <laughs> You're trying to impress me as usual. What drink do you order? If I'm trying to impress you? Yeah. What drink do you order? Um... Just a bourbon neat. Nice. Uh, and neat, are you a bourbon drinker? Um, I can handle my, I can drink bourbon with a straight face. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't know if you knew because I've got quite a few. My wife used to be a big I'd, bourban drinker. I'd order, bring me I'd order like a double of Knob Creek or something like that. Nice. <laughs> you know. Funniest living comedian. Bourbon. I'm wrapping it up here. Funniest living comedian. Right now? That's hard. Living? There's a lot of them yeah. out there. They're getting a lot of publicity nowadays, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all getting canceled. Um, yeah, that and that, too. For being too. funny. For yeah. being funny. Who, like, right, right now, I think that the two funniest guys that are consistently 
Um, good, I think, are Dave Chappelle. Mm. And, um, I mean, he might be the king. Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr. I've, that's what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Nope. Good. I like that. Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle's next level, but that's just me. We're not asking me. We're asking you. All right, we got three yeah. real quick to finish it. Soliloquize or talking out loud? Talking out loud. Where are these coming Andrews, from? Andrews. Where the fuck are these coming from? I'm just saying, if you were to talk, if you were to explain, would you say soliloquize or talking out loud? That's funny. Apoplectic okay. or really, really upset? I would never use the word apoplectic. I don't think I know anybody who ever has. Like anybody. Last, I think Skip has. Last one. Skip has. Maybe Skip. Skip. <laughs> yeah. Ineffable or you just can't find the words to explain it? And now I'm just being smart. Being I just, yeah, I wouldn't use ineffable either. <laughs> they all, they, they all three make, they mean the same damn thing. What I'm saying is, or what I was asking was whether you push your vocabulary and you you yeah. kind of lean towards having I, vocabulary if you're like nah fuck it i just really really upset i uh i have a pretty good vocabulary but but those three words would be like too much for me to i'd, I'd think i was trying to like you know what i mean the listeners would like, think you were oh, trying yeah. to class it up yeah the listeners yeah. would think yeah, you were trying yeah, to class yeah. it up too much yeah i got a word for you skip but i can't say it on air because like it, it kind of sounds like something you shouldn't say that like Rachel and me were playing a game one time of like going to a restaurant where she's like, you need to use this word in a sentence to the waitress or the waiter, whoever. And like, <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, can I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that out loud. Like it just sounds, <laughs> the average person would think like you said, like the worst thing and I'd have a hate crime on in my hands. So, well, before we get I'll, demonetized, I'll we'll wrap the show yeah, up. Oh, yeah. Uh, we yeah. appreciate you hanging out with us, Ron. Guys, go uh, to check Ron out on his own podcast. It's called It's Just Bodybuilding. You can find it on YouTube. Also, check out uh, TeamSkip.com. Go to, you know what we should say? We should say this. If you're in Canada, you should go to Vancouver. And if you go to Vancouver, you should go to Ron's gym. How about that? That's right. West Coast That's Iron. Right. That's a place to be. One of the best gyms that I've ever been to and by far the best gym that I've ever been to in Canada. So there is that. Hmm. Got to come back. It's yeah. changed a lot. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. that. I'm sure it's been evolving. Anytime. Of course, guys, go check out our sponsors, truenutrition.com, supplementsource.ca, Strom Sports Nutrition, and of course, you, our people at Patreon. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, go to bodyberry.com. You can reach out to Andrew for coaching there. As I mentioned, teamskip.com. Hit skip up over there. McNallyDiets at gmail.com. You can hit me up. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to you for coaching, I know that we always uh, promote your Instagram, Ron. Is that the best place to hit you up for that kind of thing? Yeah, DM me on on IG, and um, I'm getting better at going through that other folder. I just found a yes. couple of people that hit yeah. me last week in there. So, yeah. so yeah, you got to get on that. That's that was one of my weak points. Was I go through the other folder and be like, oh shit, yeah, it's like people in here trying to get a hold of me. Yeah, you know, happens. so it's kind of funny. All right, but leave yeah, us questions on for the IG. next show, guys. We appreciate you for another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Ron.